What Not the Podcast Lent Up Early Edition. Pastor Wolfmuller here, although it was not up early today. The spirit was willing. The flesh was weak, worn out. Anyway, we're still getting it done today. Look at this. Here's a devotion on, hmm, it's really the devotion and the question are the same. A devotion on the humility of Jesus as he rides into Jerusalem and a question about why the Reformed uh, want to make sure that Jesus is not uh, with us according to his humanity. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. You too can leave a message to be answered by going to the website, wolfmuller.co, and clicking on the podcast and the leave a message button. You can figure it out. It's there. And you can leave a message. Uh, it's great. It's a lot of fun. Uh, here we go. Starting to think a bit about Palm Sunday today. Uh, it's coming up in a few days. And we, it's this beautiful text. This is when, by the way, this Sunday is when the church year slows down to real time and events occur as they took place in the calendar back in early April, late March of the year 33 AD. So the Sunday before the crucifixion, the Sunday before the resurrection, Jesus rides in to Jerusalem, down the Mount of Olives, uh, through the Kidron Valley, into the city. While Herod was coming in from the other side, it's interesting, a curious historical thing. Normally, Herod would make his triumphal entry on the Sunday before the Passover. So to think there's two triumphal entries happening on that day. Jesus from the west and Herod from the north and east. No, wait, Jesus, Jesus from the east, Herod from the north and west. Jesus comes in fulfillment of the the prophet Zechariah, who said, Say to the daughter of Zion, Look, your king comes to you humble. That's the key word. Jesus comes humble. He doesn't come powerful. He doesn't come mighty. He doesn't come glorious. He comes to die. I was visiting someone today. It's not Lent up early. Boy, Thursdays have been tough. Those long days on Wednesday. So this is not Lent up early today. I mean, we'll still call it that. Who's counting? But So I was making a visit this afternoon and reading this beautiful hymn, uh, singing, Ride on, ride on in majesty, in lowly pomp. Ride on to die. So Jesus comes and still continues to come to us in humility, in lowly pomp. Because he came to suffer and he came to die in order to rescue us. So we give thanks. We'll think about it a little bit more this week, but we give thanks to God for this great gift that Jesus comes. Um, he comes not with victory in mind, but with suffering in mind, with salvation, in, with, with your Salvation in mind. God be praised. Hey, Brian, this is Noah in Indianapolis calling for your thoughts. Read this book called Gentle and Lowly by a guy named Dane Ortland that a lot of my PCA friends love. And the book is called Gentle and Lowly. It takes Matthew 11, 20. 29 and squeezes it for all it's worth, kind of a Puritan writing. But in the book, he talks all about how Jesus wants to get down into the muck for to be with you and he won't cast you away. But at the same time, the book is 
unbelievably concerned with pointing out that Jesus is in heaven and not here. And I know where that comes from in Reformed theology, but my question is, what possibly could be the motivation to stick so hard to this erroneous idea that Jesus can't be here on earth with us? Because it seems so unbelievable to write a book that's about the comfort of the personality of Jesus and then continually repeat the point that he's not actually here. Thanks. Bye. Great question, Noah. Uh, audio questions go straight to the top of the list. There's a tip for those of you listening. Uh, Gentle and Lowly is the book he's asking about. I don't know the book, but I love the verse. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Uh, I, I made that text uh, the theme verse for the book as American Christianity failed because I found not only in my own experience, but as in my experience as a pastor to people coming out of American evangelicalism, that there's so much frenzy, so much work, so little rest. That's what Jesus wants to give us, Sabbath, that we, that we mm, lay down our effort of trying to storm heaven by our own works and rest in the work that he does. Now, to your question, what motivates the denial of this joyful presence of Christ with us, with us on earth? I, I don't know how to answer that, except for to maybe point you to uh, the Book of Concord in the Lutheran Confessions, Article 8 on the person of Christ. And I'll tell you a little story, and then I'll read you a little bit. Article 7 is on the Lord's Supper. Article 8 is on the person and, well, really the person of Christ. And these are two of the most difficult theological portions of the Book of Concord, talking here about the form of Concord written in 1577 to settle a bunch of theological disputes that broke out after Luther's uh, death. And you would think to yourself, Pastor, why would I ever want to go and read an almost 500-year-old theological document written in Germany by a bunch of Lutherans? Well, I'm glad you asked, because I also had that question, but I was assigned to do it for seminary. But it's it was here at the end of Article 8 on the person of Christ that I noticed something. So they're talking about, okay, so here's the thing. The, the Reformed Church denies the presence, the bodily presence of Christ in the Lord's Supper. They can sometimes talk about the real presence of Christ, but that mostly means the presence of his divine nature, and we commune with Christ by the spiritual ascent of the heart into heaven where Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father. This all has to do with their um, understanding of the human nature of Jesus has to be bound to one place. And so the Lutherans answer Article 7 and say, well, look, Jesus said, this is my body, so that's true. And how can we understand his body in such a way that the words, this is my body, can be true? And so they're reflecting on that in Article 8. And they're talking about how Christ is present with us, not only according to his divinity, but also according to his humanity. Now, here, here's how it ends, almost, before they get to the negative statements. So I am in the Formula of Concord, Article 8, a Solid Declaration, Article 8, Paragraph 87. You can find this online, bookofconcord.org. Listen to what they say here. I was reading this. I must have been on Vicarage, sitting in my office. And I realized, these guys are preaching. It's a sermon. It says, when such majesty is denied to Christ according to his humanity, that means the ability, they're talking about the ability to be with us according to his humanity, 
the Reformed say only the divine nature is with us. We regard it as a deadly error. For, that, for by this great, this very great consolation mentioned above, it's taken from Christians, which they have in the promise about the presence and dwelling with them of their head, king, and high priest. He has promised them that not only his mere divinity would be with them, which to us poor sinners is like a consuming fire on dry stubble, but Christ promised that he, he, the man who had spoken with them, who had experienced all tribulations in his received human nature, and who can therefore have sympathy with us as with men and his brethren, he will be with us in all our troubles also, according to the nature by which he is our brother, and we are flesh of his flesh. So part of the glorious, mysterious, wonderful promise that we have from the Lord Jesus is that he is with us, and the he is the one who is our brother and our savior, not only according to his divinity, but also his humanity. It's beautiful. Just, just beautiful. So I don't know what motivates it, but I know the result is that if it's only the divine nature of Jesus or the, um, the power of Jesus, the, the might of Jesus, and not the um, humility, the humbleness of Jesus, the gentleness of Jesus that's with us, then, uh, then we have a hard time coming into that rest. So I think you're on to it, and I think it's really helpful for us to think about. And I would commend that whole section 8 to you. It'll dig Section 7 and 8 of the Formula of Concord, and it'll dig into the um, Reformed doctrine of the Lord's Supper and the person of Christ and provide a really a quite beautiful alternative. That is the April 7th, Year of Our Lord, 2022 edition of the Lint Up Early podcast. Thanks for being part of the fun. I put up a video yesterday uh, answering a question about what do Lutherans think about creation and what do Lutherans think about Luther. You can find that on the YouTubes. Uh, sometime this week, I'm going to send out Wednesday whatnot. My guess is that it'll be tomorrow, Friday, because Carrie put it on my to-do list to work on our taxes. So my guess is I'm going to get a lot of things done, like some website updates and some Wednesday whatnots and a lot of other things to try to put off doing that. Oh, say a prayer for me. Uh, so anyway, keep an eye out for the Wednesday whatnot. It'll be probably Friday whatnot this week. And um, I think that's all for today. Thanks again for the questions, for being part of the fun. Uh, comments can be sent at wolfmuller.co slash contact, and we get them there. Uh, thank you. God's peace is comfort. Uh, his kindness be with you now and always. Music